climate activist reinforcing poverty conservation in Africa. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse and everything business in Africa. I am Ruth Adong. For more, follow us on Twitter at The K Financial, and you can find me at Ruth Adong. Your main story is brought to you by INM Bank PLC. INM Bank Rwanda, we are on your side. The connection between climate change and its impact on human well-being is increasingly visible. Unchecked, climate change is estimated to push up to 130 million people into poverty over the next 10 years. But poverty conservation is a much bigger challenge in areas that are resource-rich but have been told development of these resources will wreak even further havoc on their environment. In this episode, Alison Karhanga, Chairman of Oil and Gas Committee East African Law Society, talks about the concept of poverty conservation and why it is critical that Africans be left to explore their resources. We, we have to understand that the environment will not be conserved by keeping African people poor. The only thing that will be conserved is poverty. If you stop African people from developing their resources, the only thing that will happen is they will cut down the forests, which are the resources that are in front of them. So stopping a gas project in Uganda, for example, the Ugandan oil fields will produce 100,000 tons of um, liquefied petroleum gas every year. Uh, the refinery will produce 230,000 tons. You're looking at 330,000 tons in a country that uses um, slightly less than 30,000 tons of LPG. LPG is the gas cylinders people use in their homes to cook. A country that's stopping us from cooking with gas will only force us to cook with cheese. There is absolutely no question about it. And anybody, therefore, who says he's stopping us from cooking with gas on behalf of the environment is deceiving himself and is, and, and is paying no attention to the environmental conservation concerns. The only thing that's being conserved is poverty. Poverty conservation is bad for the environment. What we need to decommission is not the oil and gas industry per se. We need to decommission the poverty conservation industry. We need to stop people who are trying to keep other people in perpetual poverty on account of virtue signaling and asking us to take sacrifices they are not themselves willing to take. So basically, that for me is what this is about. We are not dealing with the conservation of the environment. Right now, our the largest, I think more than 80% of Uganda's carbon emissions come from deforestation. The rate at which our population is growing, we have 40 million people now, we shall have 100 million people by 2040. How are those people going to cook their food except by cutting down trees? And if there's a gas resource that is in Uganda that enables us to transition from firewood to gas, I see no reason why any serious environmentalist who understands what the actual challenges are should stop it. You're looking at conservation of biodiversity, you're looking at conservation of um, game parks. I do not see how any serious person thinks that if we conserve poverty in the front, what they call frontline communities, as if they're at war, that if we conserve poverty in those communities, that that is going somehow to protect Marshall Falls National Park. That park has survived war, but what it went through during war, what it went through during instability, what it went through during terrible times cannot be compared even remotely to what some people are alleging. So if you to look at this thing to, in a total, in a total, in a holistic manner, the contention that uh, we must continue to conserve poverty as a way of conserving the environment is is a, is a nonsense that I think needs to be disabused. People need to be disabused of that nonsensical position. 
poverty cannot be conserved and the environment is conserved at the same time. We have to, in Africa, we have to fight both a climate emergency and a poverty emergency. And if we, if we stick on fighting the climate emergency and ignore the emergency of energy poverty, it will be bad even for the climate. So any serious climate activist must be holistic in their understanding and realistic in their approach. A quick review of the other stories making it into the podcast. The Board of Directors of the African Development Bank Group have approved a dual currency trade finance line of credit for ECOWAS Bank for Investment and Development, comprising of $50 million and 50 million euros. An additional co-financing of $30 million for the credit line will come through the Africa Growing Together Fund from the People's Bank of China. The ECOWAS Bank for Investment Development, EBDI, EBID, EBID will use the three-and-a-half-year facility to provide direct financing to local corporates. Part of the facility will also be channeled through select local banks for on-lending to key sectors such as agriculture, infrastructure, and transport. The ultimate beneficiaries will be small and medium-sized enterprises, local enterprise cooperatives, and farmers in the West African region. Speaking after the board approval, the Deputy Director General for the West African region, Joseph Riviero, noted that Regional development finance institutions like IBID are key partners for the African Development Bank and serve markets and client segments critical to the overall development of the continent. The Africa Development Bank estimates the annual trade finance gap for Africa to be around $81 billion compared to multinational corporates and large local corporates. SMEs and other domestic firms have greater difficulty in accessing trade finance. The Space Exploration Technologies Corporation, SpaceX, has announced that it has commenced the operation of Starlink services in Nigeria, the first African country to receive such. Starlight is a satellite internet constellation operated by SpaceX launched in 2019. It provides satellite internet access coverage to about 46 countries, which is also targeting the global mobile phone service after 2023. Although Starlink's internet services have been said to be accessible from any part of the country, bridging the existing internet connectivity gap across rural communities in Nigeria, where other network operators could not deploy their services, analysts say the high cost of Starlink may prevent many Nigerians from accessing this service. Last week, Nigeria's communications minister, Issa Pantami, while presenting the scorecard of President Muhammadu Buhari in the ICT sector, hinted, that the country achieved 100% broadband coverage following the licensing and operation of SpaceX Starlink. China wants multilateral development banks to offer debt relief to Zambia, something the World Bank has explicitly rejected and, will, and which will further complicate efforts to restructure the country's borrowing. Foreign Ministry spokesperson Mao Ning said in a briefing that the key to easing Zambia's debt burden lies in the participation of multilateral financial institutions and commercial creditors in the debt relief efforts, adding that multilateral institutions and private creditors hold the bulk of Zambia's foreign debt. The remarks show China's determination to reform the global system for restructuring sovereign debt, which has typically exempted lending uh, by multilateral banks. This could raise tensions with the World Bank and extend already lengthy debt talks. Total Energy's Chief Executive Officer Patrick Puyon plans to 
visit Mozambique this week to assess conditions for starting the company's giant liquefied natural gas project that was put on hold in 2021 because of Islamic State-linked violence. This is according to two government officials from the Southeast African nation. Puyan will travel to Cabo Delgado province where the project is located. Where the project is located, it's unclear if the company will announce plans to resume what was previously touted as Africa's biggest private investment, costing at least $20 billion. A recommencement of the project will come at a critical time for Mozambique, whose entire economy is worth less than the construction cost of Total Energy's LNG plant. Revenues from the project would be important to servicing its sole $900 million euro bond after government debt soared to more than 100% of gross domestic product. The Mozambique LNG project could also play a key role in easing Europe's energy crunch as Russia squeezes supplies. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K-Financial. If you have any suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit the website. That is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K-Financial. And you can find me at With Adore.